Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talea Dendi. I'm an 11-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. Gaps between the guidance, emotional support, and education that are needed and what one receives can be huge. This podcast fills those gaps by sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who are thriving on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Disclaimer, the purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. The podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professionals and is not intended for the use in the diagnosis or treatment of individual conditions. Guests who speak in a podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conditions conclusions. Neither Talea Dendi, Navigating Cancer Together, On the Other Side LLC, nor any of its affiliates endorses, supports, or opposes any treatment option or other matter discussed in a podcast. The mention of any product, service, organization, activity, or therapy on a podcast should not be construed as an endorsement. Hello and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. I am your host, Talea Dendi. Today, our very special guest is Joseph M. Leonard. Joseph M. Leonard was born in the 1960s and he is very much a person of the 1980s. He is also a lifelong, by choice, resident of Wyandotte, Michigan. He is a former information technology professional. Joseph is also a political conservative issues blogger, speaker, writer, and vlogger. And he is the holder of two dozen plus copywritten materials. Joseph is with us today to share his journey with leukemia. Thank you so much, Joseph, for joining us today and welcome. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. My pleasure, Joseph. Please, let's start in by talking about your experience with leukemia. I'm going to go back just a hair before that even, is because I've been dealing with health problems since 2001. Just coincidental, that was 9-11 year, and my book, Terror Strikes, coming soon to a city near you, obviously has a big chapter on 9-11. Just people here... I mentioned 2001 and they make a bad assumption and I don't want anyone to believe that I was anywhere near the towers when they came down. I was actually there a month before mm. and there, but for the grace of God go, I would, you mentioned I'm former IT. I was in New York right around the trade center area for an IBM class. Mm. Had that been a month later, I'd have been by that disaster. So I've been dealing with different various health issues. But yes, in 2010, I somehow developed leukemia. 
which I'm sure most everybody in your audience understands is a blood cancer. I had APL. There are different types of leukemias. I had APL, which I forget, A, something prosolomatic. Yeah, I, yeah, it's acute pryomyelocytic leukemia. <laughs> yeah, I could never pronounce it right. And now I barely even remember. I yeah. can't even remember the A stood for acute. Yeah, yeah, 2010. I've been in remission a long time now. It was weird. Just out of the blue, because like I said, I had health issues. I occasionally lined up in the hospital almost every January and February, feeling like literally I was dying. And I'd go to the hospital and nine times out of the 10, it would be a battery of tests and it's really nothing. It's just your CFIDS, which mm. is chronic fatigue, immune dysfunction syndrome. And I don't do well in the winter, which is really stupid of me to stay in Michigan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like you said, by choice, I stay here because I like the area. My sister still lives here. But that time in 2010, February 2010, I went in and they checked the blood work and they said, we want to drill into your spine. And like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. It uh, doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Can we not do that? But <laughs> yeah, it wasn't horrible. It was manageable. Because one thing for me is when they diagnosed me with leukemia, I thought, okay, now's my time to go. I don't mm -hmm. fear death. But what I do fear is a painful death. I yes. don't do well with pain. <laughs> but I resided myself then that my life was ending. I was just going to let my life end at that point. But family and friends talked me into treatment and I went into, luckily we have Carmano's Cancer Center here. People know the name Carmano. That's out of this area. They have a cancer institute and they helped a lot. I was in for about five or six weeks and then another five or six weeks of arsenic treatment. But while I was in the hospital, yeah, I went through the regular chemo, of course, and then got put on Atra, which used to be a, oh, I got pulled from the market. But the Chinese, luckily, somehow, somebody in China discovered that it helped with APL leukemia. So wow. I went on that for a while, and yeah, that ripped my insides apart while I was in there. I was it was like the cure was worse than the disease. Medication for acne that got taken off the market because people abused its use, overused it, and it caused IBSD side effects, as that mm -hmm. saying goes. Yes. And they gave me a morphine drip. Didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I kept pumping that button and it kept not working. Worth uh -huh. a darn. They weren't allowing me to get enough. Wow. Of it. <laughs> that's so, terrible. But yeah, so then after that, again, that's why I have the hairstyle I have today. <laughs> this is audio only, so people can't see me rubbing my bald head. Yeah. <laughs> Once it came out, I decided, okay, but we'll go with that. I'll just keep shaving it. 
And I'm glad because I've saved a ton of shampoo and conditioner. That's right. Save some you money. Know, look at all that money I've saved <laughs> over the last 12 years. In time. Yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't have to shave it every day. I'm on disability, so I don't work. So I shave once a week. But what I wanted to say before I forget and get off into other things, because you can see I like to joke. <laughs> yeah. Life is serious. Folks. Yes. You yeah. still got to keep a sense of humor. I was telling jokes while in the hospital, potentially dying of cancer. You've got to keep a sense of humor or you'll go insane. Mm -hmm. It will give you a whole other problem. Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> but I like to say, thankfully, they talked me into getting the treatment. I'm still here now because every life matters. You don't know what the future holds. Look at me now. I'm a number one bestseller with terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. Hopefully helps people. And one of the sub themes in my book is not cancer. I have a cancer theme that will occur in my follow-up book, which won't be a direct sequel, but as a tie-in to a character who writes a letter to the editor in this book. Because I'm like no other author. I throw out the form. <laughs> formulaic writing guidelines, I put those through the shredder. This yeah. is not a cookie cutter book, all the other ones you read, and I'm not going to peddle a sequel down people's throats. The next one will have a tie-in, and the character in there will go through cancer as okay. part of his life and the circumstances of being about the value of life, like this book is, yes. Terror Strikes, about terrorism. It's not a book about death, but one about living. And those both foreign and domestic that would deprive you of your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So you never know what is in store for you. And a sub-theme in this book is also suicide, because there's that issue with people. Yes. Life matters. And I say when it comes to suicide, be someone's clearance. Mm. If you don't understand, that's a reference to it's a wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Remember Clarence, the bumbling angel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who tries to save George's life and he yeah. ends up saving him from the river because he can't swim. Be somebody's Clarence. Show them that their life matters if you think someone may be having suicidal thoughts. Now, unlike the movie, George dramatically saves stops a pharmacist from poisoning a child and mm -hmm. ruining his and a family and possibly killing a kid life in the process. Obviously, that's over-dramatized for a movie. Yes. Your life may not be that dramatic, but tons of little things can matter. And like I told you in our pre-interview, what if you save someone's life from suicide who then goes on to have a child that cures cancer. That cancer wouldn't have been cured had we not saved that person's life. Mm -hmm. And then one other thing in the sense of humor department, I'll throw in just in case <laughs> we don't forget, I know we talked about this before, is I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice here, but if you have outdoor allergies, guess what? <laughs> Chemotherapy can cure them. <laughs> My outdoor allergies and sinus <laughs> problems went away after the chemotherapy. Oh. Now, I don't hey. know if it was the chemo, the atra, or the arsenic, but hey, if you're you really win. desperate, maybe you could try those. Yeah, you got to win. So, Joseph, what was going through your mind when you were diagnosed with cancer and you heard those words, you have cancer? 
I actually thought, because again, having health issues, I've dealt with depression, and I myself am a suicide attempt survivor. Mm. In 2006, I attempted suicide. So I'm a double survivor in many yeah. respects. And again, look at me now. You don't know what your life has in store for you. Yes. What you may do, you think is so little and insignificant, is important in the life of others and maybe help cure cancer one day, twice removed. So at that time, I was thinking, thank you. I can go now. Now's my time. But again, my family and friends talked me into it. And again, another thing why I'm so glad, my mother was then later diagnosed with dementia. So my sister moved in with her, but I started going over there every day to cook dinner and make sure she had help getting mom to the bathroom one of the times and making sure she got her pills and everything. Your family needs you. And if yeah. you don't have family, believe me, your friends need you too. I love that, Joseph. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so happy that you have survived cancer and you survived suicide that you're yeah. still here with us today. It's certainly not something I'm fond of talking about. Yes. But to me, it's become part of my purpose in life. Again, to demonstrate that life has meaning. Life matters. All life matters. Every life has a meaning and a value to it. Thank you, oh, Joseph. I, I share it somewhat reluctantly, but feel compelled that I should. Well said. Joseph, speaking of mental health, how did you take care of your mental health while on your cancer journey? What helped you get through it? Well, humor. Anyway. <laughs> like I was telling jokes in the uh, in Carmano's Cancer Center, and you'll see some of the humor and terror strikes coming soon to a city near you, too, because again, while it's a serious book, I make that point. You've got to keep humor in your life or you'll go crazy. Mm -hmm. Serious things are going on all about us, but you can make somebody's day by making a joke. And one thing in my comic relief chapter, <laughs> my character Martin, M-A-R-T-E-N, who's a Detroit newspaper person, goes into a pizza place to get a pizza to go. There's three young ladies that come in and sit down. Two of them have wild red hair. One looks like a natural brunette. So never like me. My character, Martin, is not me. Aspects of me are in there. So like me, he doesn't pass up the chance to make a joke. He wanders over and says, I love your hair. And they say, thank you. And I said, no, I really do. My character, which mm -hmm. this did actually happen at a pizza place. It's been fictionalized a bit, but I did say this to two women with wild red hair. And the brunette, I turned to her and said, you must be the boring one. <laughs> <laughs> and she took it in the manner it was intended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nice. then at, in the conclusion of that chapter, my character concludes with um, a phrase I like to pass on to always everyone. Remember, things could always be better but things could often be worse. Yes. You know, we got up on the right side of the lawn as the saying goes today. Yes, wise words, Joseph. What has cancer taught you? Oh, wow. There's a question I should have anticipated. <laughs> it taught me it's a real son of a bleep. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly only know my struggle. I don't know others. There are so many various kinds of cancer 
and I've always been sympathetic and always been generous when I was working and had a decent salary in my charitable givings. Mm -hmm. And one thing, even with this book, I tried to do too, even though I'm on a social security disability right now and can't really afford to give to charities. Mm -hmm. At my website, terrorstrikes.info slash charity, I encourage people to give. A small amount you give to help others can also be a point and purpose in your life. Maybe you can't directly help, but you can be a small help indirectly. That's true, Joseph. And also, we can provide help in other ways too if people can't afford it. They can give their time. And that could mean just allowing someone to call you and they may have questions. They may need to just have someone listen to them. That's another way of giving as well. Yeah, volunteering. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I always used to volunteer at several churches in the areas to help. They'd have church festivals to get money to mm -hmm. replace the roof or put a new building up, help put a new building up or whatever, help fund the schools that were unfortunately being in trouble but with the wuhan virus paranoia and lockdowns mm -hmm. all those stopped yeah. and they haven't restarted but i used to volunteer my time dealing blackjack i love mm -hmm. to deal blackjack <laughs> have a lot of fun with the people joke around sure you don't want to hit on 20. yeah <laughs> <laughs> there might be an there. come on hit on the 20. <laughs> I always say, Joseph, laughter is the best medicine. And anybody that can make me laugh, hey, I love them. It just does something to the soul when you're able to just have that deep belly laugh and just, it's a reset. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I discussed that while I was in Carmanus Cancer Center going through my leukemia treatment. People would mention about my sense of humor and mm -hmm. still trying always to be upbeat. And I addressed that in Terror Strikes Coming Soon to City near, near You. Mm -hmm about patch adams you know who patch adams yes uh -huh. robin williams played had a movie patch adams and if you haven't seen the movie patch adams you should see it now obviously you can't have scientific proof that laughter helps heal but mm -hmm. you can anecdotally see that it is most likely true and i even make a quote about schrodinger's cat and i'll just leave that as a teaser <laughs> okay. regarding patch adams so, so hopefully people will check out my book. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Joseph, what would you say to anyone suffering from cancer or any other potential life-threatening disease? Oh, again, just to reiterate the point, every life has meaning. Get the treatment. I know it can be difficult. And if you're in financial stripes, there are charities out there that can help. I, being on disability, I've been on Medicare plus plan through mm -hmm. Blue Cross of Michigan here, and they covered $100,000 wow. of treatment. I had to pay like $3,000, which was difficult for me. Yes. I had to create a payment plan being on disability just to be able to cover that cost. But go for the treatment. Find a cancer center that can help you with the bills. Carmanos helped me to link up with the Leukemia Foundation, and they gave nominal amounts. But if you can, every life has meaning. Fight the good fight. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Just your battle alone, too, may help others. So like true. I hope I'm doing here today. 
Yes, Joseph. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And I'm sure that you are providing after and encouragement to the audience. But yes, everything that you do matters and it's going to touch someone. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's a big point. Yeah. You may not see it, but your lives affect other lives who affect other lives. I like to think of that old Pantene commercial. Mm -hmm. You help, they tell two people, they tell two people, they tell two more people exponentially. You yeah. help someone, they help someone exponentially. You're helping to create a, a more humane planet. Yes. The key is talking to each other and making that time and being present. That's the other part of that too, that information sharing. Yeah, which is difficult with many people's lives are so very busy and hectic. You, As the saying goes, you've got to take the time to smell the roses on occasion. Mm -hmm. Even if that's just a brief encounter at a Starbucks to have a whimsical conversation <laughs> with anybody you happen to come across. It yes. helps you, it helps them. So true. Joseph, I want to talk about, you touched on this a little bit, but how do healthcare issues fit within your book? Do you want to go into more detail about that? Yeah, I don't think we need to too much. Yes. My next book, which I can't give away the title because it'll give away the idea to somebody else who <laughs> might swoop in and steal it. I get it. I but get it. This book, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You, deals mainly with mental health. The issue of survivor's guilt and PTSD of our soldiers with the war on terror and the issues they have with suicide. But like I alluded to, there's a character mm -hmm. who's only briefly mentioned in the book mm -hmm. in one chapter and I won't give his name. Uh, the last name is Bernhardt. I'll give that out mm -hmm. so you're aware of it. But he writes a letter to the editor, and that ties in a specific way to moving forward in the chapters of this book regarding domestic terrorists and people who hate in our own country. Well, my next book is going to be about Mr. Bernhardt and his lifetime and struggles. And like I said, I'll deal with cancer, whether it's leukemia, because like they say, write about what you know, yes. or if I research something else for whatever reason to deal with that, and maybe just then allude to that character has a friend who has leukemia, so I could deal with multiple cancers within the same manuscript. But so mental health is an issue in this book. And physical health, including cancer, I hope to be in the non-sequel follow-up. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Both are such much-needed topics that need to be discussed in more detail out in the open. I feel like people need to be more vulnerable and honest about those struggles, especially now with mental health. COVID, a lot of people struggled alone and in silence. And I think that your book will help to further bring those things to light and hopefully start more discussion around those things. Yeah, this book is more important for the now, whereas the next book dealing with cancer will have that. There will be a suicide follow-up in that too. But yeah, during the Wuhan virus lockdown, suicide rates are up. Mm -hmm. In fact, I issued a press release about five weeks ago about that, especially among the first responders and the military. Again, it soared. On average, 22 former soldiers take their life by their own hand mm -hmm. every hour. So 
I felt it was important, although this book, Genesis, goes back to 2006. It actually came to me, the opening in a dream in 2006. I spent about six months writing it then, and it didn't quite come together, so I put it to the side. Well, over the Wuhan virus lockdowns, the dreams came back to me in 2021, and I thought, okay, I get the hint. Now these things will all come together, and they mm -hmm. did. And I got the book to my publisher in January. We had it up on Kindle in May, but the official release date was April 15th, which is an inside joke, although your audience isn't political in nature. Mm -hmm. April 15th was both Good Friday, because I'm Christian. It's mm -hmm. also Tax Day, which oh. some people... <laughs> Some people consider IRS agents to be terrorists. That's right. That's You've right. You've never been audited. You think they're terrorists. Great connection there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, on a more serious side, the person that you are today, sitting here talking with me, what would you say to Joseph back in 2006? Oh, just all the things that I'm saying to you now, and I'm hoping people will understand again all life has meaning and you'll look back on it 10 years, 20 years down the road. It may not be an immediate, these, this Twitter age, we're all into instant, immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. It may not happen that way. But like I said, I am Christian. I was born and raised a Catholic. I still consider myself a Catholic, a Christian, whatever term you want to use. And God has purpose for your life. He really does. Again, whether or not you see it, there is a point and a purpose. Yes, so true, Joseph. If people are interested in the book, Joseph, if they want to reach out to you and they have questions, where can they find you? Yeah, I've got two websites. I already alluded to terrorstrikes.info slash charities for giving to some charities that are related to first responders and survivors of terrorism and things of that nature. Terrorstrikes.info is the book website and there's a buy tab, you can buy direct. In fact, if you buy direct, I have a US residency address. If you use the code discount me, all one word together, discount me at checkout, I'll give you 10% off to go along with free shipping of an autographed copy of the book. That's okay. certainly not something you're going to get from Books A Million or <laughs> Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and That's with right. the lockdowns, there's no book signing. So this is my way of giving a book signing. But I also have a, an author site, josephmleonard.us. And there's no Owen Leonard. It's pronounced like Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D, but it's L-E-N-A-R-D. So Joseph M. Leonard.us is my author site. And I have to use my middle name because I'm a Joseph M. Leonard from Michigan. Mm -hmm. There's a Joseph Leonard who writes books out of North Carolina. Hopefully people will accidentally think I'm him and buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> but to be clear, 
I'm not trying to ride his coattails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Joseph. And I will put that information in the listen notes so that the listeners can easily access your websites for the books. Joseph, before we end, I'd like to ask my guests these two questions. The first one is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the listeners if you have not already shared it? Which I have. (laughs) One thing about the websites, because you mentioned earlier about reaching out and contacting, you can go to either website. Also, there's a contact tab. So if you want to contact me about the book, about cancer, about suicide, about anything at all, feel free to go to either website hit the contact tab and I'll be more than happy to have a conversation with you through email or my number is actually printed in this book. Feel free to give me a call. But yeah, I already shared a philosophy and a saying I've always had in my life since I was young. Remember, things could always be better, but they could often be worse. So before I whine and complain too much, I remind myself of my own saying. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joseph, for reiterating that because it is very important and we can get lost in thinking that our worlds are coming to an end in our day-to-day lives. So just to try to keep that in mind, it can really make a big difference. Yep, absolutely. Joseph, what is next for you? Like I say, I will continue to promote this book, obviously. You can never sell enough copies. It is a number one bestseller on Amazon. So I'm very happy and proud of that. I don't expect it to be a number one New York Times bestseller. I want to sell as many copies, obviously, as I can in order to reach people with the message, not just about terrorism, but all the many sub-themes that are related therein. And then hopefully down the road next year, the year after that, hopefully a follow-up, but again, not a direct sequel because... I'm not trying to sucker you into a trilogy. Some writers want you to buy three books to get one story. I'm giving you a complete story in one book. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate that if they check out your book, Joseph. I just want to thank you so much for your time, for sharing your cancer experience with us and telling us more about your book. Is there anything else, Joseph, you'd like to add before we wrap up here? No, just thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. I've done many, multiple dozens of interviews in relation to the book, but this was the first time I was able to address something like the cancer, my cancer. I was so glad when I came across your show to be able to do this. I have discussed the issues of suicide on a few other shows, but your show gave me a great opportunity to discuss something else that highly impacted my life and I wanted to share my story with others in the hopes that it would help them. Thank you so much, Joseph. And that means a lot to me that you were willing to open up and share your story. And I'm happy that I was able to provide a platform for you to do that. It's about helping people, which you are doing through the charities, your book. And so I just can't thank you enough. Yeah, I wrote a book hoping to reach people and help people, not to get rich. You don't get rich off a book, unless you're already established as an author. Stephen King, Patterson, Clancy, (laughs) you know, they make a good living. I'm not going to be moving into a mansion based (laughs) on the sales of this book by any means, I'm sure, but... 
I hope to reach and help some people. Again, being a Christian, I pray that this book gets in the hands of people who really need it and need that message because it's difficult and why I'm promoting so much. Because when you hear terror strikes coming soon to a city near you, you think about death and destruction. Yes. And this isn't really about that. Like I said earlier, it's about life and living and the various sub themes. So it's important to get that message out. People understand that and people during the lockdown seem to think because the news didn't cover it much mm -hmm. that terrorism went away. So it's a good delivery mechanism to kill multiple birds with one stone, as they say, to, like I say in the Naperville chapter, Teresa realizes she's more an ostrich on the subject than the mama bear she needed to be to protect her young girl. So that holds true of many things in the books. This the PTSD issue and the issues of general crime, not just terrorism. Be awake and alert, but live your life. I'm not trying to make anyone paranoid. Mm -hmm. My message is live your life, but don't be dumb at the same time. Have a situational awareness of what is going on around you. That's great advice, Joseph. Thank you. As we wrap up here today, Joseph, again, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your story, telling us more about your book, and for giving us some humor today. The humor part is what helps make it bearable. Otherwise, I'd be telling you my story and I'd be bawling my eyes out. Yeah. You've got to have some humor in your life and laugh and try to mitigate the depressing times of our lives. You are doing just that, Joseph. <laughs> Before we end today, I'd like to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review. That is it for this Wednesday. Until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed the show, please share or tell your friends and family about it. For notes from the show and previous episodes, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon.